How's it going, everyone? We're here with your therapy session for this week after uh, what was a very frustrating match this past Saturday. We also look forward to the upcoming match, a big uh, match. First time we're seeing Phoenix all season, so that'll be fun. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'll be taking you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And first, let me introduce the man who's been with us since day one of this podcast. That is Dylan from Counterline Coalition. Dylan, how are we doing today? I mean, we're here, right? Um, it's a warm day. It was a warm day. It's a warm evening. Um, I don't know. That's not a great match. So whatever. Positive vibes only. It's Tuesday. Um, it's the best part of my week. I'm smiling for those that are just listening. Positive vibes from Dylan um, as we get things started here. So we'll definitely talk more about this. Uh, these positive vibes that Dylan has for some reason. Uh, let's head on down south to the man down in San Diego who does a bunch of soccer podcast ing. Um, and he's probably very tired because he's also getting back to work. That is Alan in San Diego. Alan, how are we doing, man? Doing all right. Getting used to waking up early. Uh, had a nice uh, doctor's appointment today, so they told me nothing was wrong with my skin, which is nice because I've been out in the sun a lot. Uh, Sarah made some biscuits with the boss cookies today, so I'm looking forward to that after the podcast is over. Looking forward to that as well. Um, make sure she sends them up this direction uh, for all of us to try and further up north to the man up in Reno who will introduce, uh, save the this person for last. Uh, and that is Brad up in Reno. Brad, how we doing, man? Uh, I was doing perfectly well until you uh, offered a cookie for me, which I was going to ask so generously myself. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to get Alan to share. I'm trying to be a good person and and teach him about sharing, but you can get mad at me for that. Manners. No, I wanted to use my manners and say, Alan, can I please get a cookie my way north? No such but, thing as manners. What 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 are manners? I don't know. Alan's supposed to teach per kids at school that stuff. Personers? Like manners seems very like gender specific. Yeah, you're right. It's twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. Yes, there we go. Teach him. Teach him, Alan, teach him. Um yeah. Where do, where do we start with all this, man? I mean, what's going on? Let's just find out because Dylan brought up positive vibes. How are we doing? Are we all having some positive vibes today? I'm going to go. We already know Dylan's having some positive vibes apparently. So, Alan, are you having positive vibes or are you not? Yeah, I mean, tonight is like essentially the night before opening day for baseball uh, or the night before the first game of the season. 
because we uh i get kid i i start with students tomorrow so like tonight is that first night like you start fresh everything's a clean slate it feels a little bit more it feels magical we're coming back full time fully masked uh but full time so there's a little bit of like a little bit of magic in the air like i'm getting a little bit excited for this new beginning for a lot of students who uh, are essentially going back to school for the first time in kind of two years. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so that's the positive vibes for me is is trying to start the year off with a, a nice, healthy beginning, a nice, positive beginning with the students. And uh, hopefully we have a good year. So that's where my positive vibes are coming from is this like new beginnings. Uh, and, you know, this is the midway point of the season. So I think it's a, a nice chance to kind of hit some resets on some things that aren't going so well. And, you know, you, the, the, the playoff push starts now and it's kind of the new second half of the season. So hopefully those two things coincide. Perfect. What about you, Brad? We, we missed you last week. Uh, I will say this right now. I attended the match this past weekend, spoke with the, uh, our media coordinator up there. And he said last week's guest was specifically for you and you weren't there. Um, how are you? How are you doing, man? Uh, positive. As, as soon as I saw that you had uh, gotten my good friend Aiden on the podcast, and I uh, just was like, "Man, sucks! I can't be there." Uh, unfortunately, I had some stuff to take care of. One of my roommates got a torn ACL, so or sorry, not ACL, Achilles. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, had to go pick them up from their surgery fun. and escort them to getting all the drugs but yeah Actually, other than interesting that you what know, you consider fun up there in reno uh brad you know it's been a real weird week so far we're still dealing with the smoke from the dixie fire um it's it's been an interesting one but i made i made homemade burgers tonight so we saved it it's gonna be a good week were they better than mcdonald's burgers that's the big question um let's move ahead because people are here to hear us talk about this randomness already. That's usually later on in the show when people can start tuning us out. We do have some soccer to talk about. Um, and we're going to talk about the match that happened this past weekend, uh, you know, where orange County hosted LA galaxy two. And for whatever reason, LA galaxy two has orange County's number this year. They are not doing this against anyone else, but orange County, it looks like, uh, when you look at their standings and their their place on the table, but for whatever reason, Orange County cannot stop the powerhouse that is LA Galaxy Two. Um, can we call them a powerhouse because of our experience with it? Uh, Orange County falls uh, with a score of two to three to the vis uh, the visitors winning. Uh, let's talk about this match, Dylan. You didn't get to watch it live. Apparently, uh, you uh, were a little upset that you didn't get to join me uh, on the pitch before the match, but. What were your, I'm sure you watched it on the stream. What were your impressions uh, of the match before we dig into deep, just the high level Im, you know, impressions of the match? Yeah, um, it was really weird. This was the first match I think I've missed since I believe the first week of April in 2018. Uh, and this includes COVID. This includes like the, the closed stadium COVID matches too. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was weird to watch a home match on a Saturday night live uh, on stream, but um, once I got over that initial shock and, and adapted to that, I was, I'm just glad Ronaldo Damas does not seem any, any interested in slowing down and I'm going to enjoy the season he's here because he's clearly 
Uh, he was clearly way too good for League One. He's clearly too good to be at this level. Um, so I'm going to enjoy him while he's here and, and you know, continue to root for him uh, wherever he ends up in the future because it's it's a level far, far above what we're playing at. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot to be super jazzed with. Let me let me jump in really quick. You know, not talking about what we saw on the pitch w- between the players, but uh, I want to just get you, the three of you because you all watched the streams at, at some point, maybe not live, but you probably all watched the streams. Could you see, because it was the Beer Fest night, there was a good crowd, a good energy uh, in the stadium. Uh, I was there experiencing that. I, I, I've never felt, especially with, you know, those that maybe follow me or know me, I've been a little bit more cautious when it comes to dealing with COVID and, and social distancing and all that. I actually had to leave uh, the supporter section because I was feeling a little bit crowded down there. Um, Dylan, quickly, were you able to notice that uh, that crowd and that energy, or was that not really uh, shown on the stream? No, it definitely came through. Um, it, it's rare in the USL, and it's rare, especially at uh, Championship Stadium, to see a, a crowd in every section, a crowd on the concourse, a crowd behind the Southern goal. Um, and it was, it was special. I was a little bit bummed to miss that, but um, it was good to see that people were out and, and hopefully being safe. You know, uh, right now might not be the time to have a thousand people in a stadium, but you know, oh well. That's not my determination to make. So. <laughs> Let me move uh, down to or. I guess up to you, Alan, because you're above Dylan on this stream. Uh, what were your thoughts of the the crowd, the energy that you may maybe saw on the stream, and then um, quick thoughts on the match before we dig a little bit deeper? Yeah, usually I like to watch the match kind of on mute. I don't like hearing a lot of the broadcasters kind of tainting what I'm seeing. Uh, but I remember remember that it was beer night, and so I was like, ah, I should listen to this with like the sound up because just to kind of get the vibe of what it felt like. Um, and you can tell that there was a, a distinct buzz in the stadium. Uh, there was an energy there, uh, which is always great. Um, that facility is phenomenal when it is full or close to full. Um, as far as like everything fills right on top of the players. And I think, uh, there's very few, uh, venues that feel like orange County feels when there's that many people in the, in the stands. And so it, it was great to hear that. Uh, and, to see that for orange County. Um, I thought that it was a, as a neutral is a very entertaining game. Um, so if people showed up for the first time, yeah, they might not have been happy that orange County lost, but if you tuned in for the first time, you were, it was a very entertaining match. Uh, lots of really good plays on both sides. Um, you know, I thought the first half, it was pretty split. Even I thought it was a really, uh, even match. Uh, and then the second half, it just seemed like Orange County wanted to invite pressure and L.A. was happy to comply. Um, and they took advantage of some space uh, that they were given. Uh, so it was it was very engaging. Usually sometimes during these matches, you can kind of check out. But I was engaged pretty much the whole time uh, watching it back, even though I already knew what had happened. Um, it was a very engaging game. And I thought there were some moments of niceness for Orange County. Uh, and there were some moments of uh, not niceness if you will. Let me uh, jump to you. Your just uh, thoughts on the match, uh, your high level thoughts, Brad, before we dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. So, um, you know, the big takeaway from this game is just like many games this season, the last 10 minutes, you have to finish strong. You allow two goals versus Vegas in the last 
quick while of the game and a very late goal for uh, LA Galaxy 2. Um, sorry, I got a little distracted there. Uh, but, you know, there is a little bit of hope. Some players are starting to come back from injury. Um, and 4,000 people at a stadium is, what, capacity is 5,000, right? Yeah. Yeah, good to see. Yeah, so let's uh, get into this match a little bit more. And I'm going to start it off uh, the way we started this uh, sort of season on our episodes. I'm going to bring in three key, or bring up three key words or phrases, and we'll, we'll use that as our talking points. Uh, so we're going to go with the three C's for this one. So we got Chris Weehan, we've got concussion, and we've got celebration. Uh, now, I know I, I use the word concussion, even though I don't think there was a confirmation, uh, confirmation of a concussion for Chris Weehan uh, in this match. But it's very controversial what happened there in, in that whole buildup. So let's talk about, and all of that can really relate to one like five minute stretch of this match. Right. But let's talk about it. Uh, Chris, Weehan uh, had a pretty good game to, to kick things off scoring the first goal of the match. Um, and it looked bright for orange County at that point. What were your thoughts on uh, the, the good start there from Chris, Weehan and and the team in the first, you know, what, 20 so minutes of the match, Dylan. Um, it was, it was a change. And I think we'd kind of rectified an issue that we've had in the past where we've just decided in the first 15 minutes to kind of do nothing. Um, and granted this goal comes in the 30th minute, but we did look like we were, we were causing the back line some, some trouble despite like really seeming like we were kind of against the run of play. Um, you can see it here. I mean, Ronaldo just does a great job to track back, um, and plays an excellent ball. That's just, mishandled by the goalkeeper and Chris Wien 1v1. I think you take him in that situation against most goalkeepers in this league. And I mean, he just goes near post long foots, the keeper and, and it's nice. And you see the, I mean, you get to see the counterline coalition explode in joy. Um, but oof, I was, um, <laughs> I was cautiously optimistic when I saw that go in. Um, but then I knew, you know, I watched this team enough, uh, against Los Dos last year and even earlier this season to know that they were going to strike back and it didn't take them very long to start putting stuff uh, on target or, in this case, off the frame of the goal. So that, that got a little less um, exciting as time ran on. But I think uh, Chris Wien and Ronaldo Damas, I mean, there's no denying that there's a reason that they they are the two best players from this match. Uh, it was pretty lackluster from everyone else. And just, I don't know, um, am I allowed to give my thoughts on the rest of it? Or am I going to get in trouble if I skip past that? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of it, but if you're anxious to do it, go for it, Dylan. I'll let you, uh, I'm not stopping you. No, no, it's, it's okay. I think, um, I mean, Chris Wien is the guy marking the guy at the back, uh, at the back post um, for what I believe was Carlos Harvey's goal. Um, and it's, it's again, another situation where we're asking a winger to, to guard the back post and it might be the right place for him, but it also is just a weird place to be asking a winger who's not particularly tall yeah. to defend. Um, we have a back line of someone who's, I think six, one, someone who might be six, two and someone else who's six, one. And so it's weird when the winger who I think is like maybe five, nine, is, is at the back post. Uh, it's, it's a little bit frustrating to see. This is, I think, the third or fourth time this has haunted us. 
in the last five or six games. Um, and then just, you know, once you give in a goal like that, I think it, it kind of capitulates. And that's what we watched in the last few minutes of the match. Let me uh, jump over to you, Alan, and, and we can continue our uh, discussion through the match um, as Orange County was still, you know, in it uh, before the controversial portion of the match happened. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think we're we're seeing some patterns develop where in the past, uh, Orange County was really solid along the back line. It made them really hard to beat. Uh, this year does not seem to have that cohesion with with that back line group. Um, doesn't seem to have the dominance that they had um, in the back line. And I don't want to put it all on Kobe, uh, but I think on that first goal, he definitely like steps the wrong direction and allows the guy to beat him um, and doesn't stay between his player and the goal. Um, but, you know, what Dylan brought up is some of the man marking. It's not necessarily the center backs. Maybe there's a they're losing some people. They're putting some folks in in the wrong spot. Um, and set pieces have been a problem. Uh, balls in the air, header, heading goals have been a problem. And then kind of these, the, the last goal particularly, no one really steps to the player. They just kind of let him dribble in. Um, and we, you saw that against uh, San Diego a couple weeks ago where, you, where Elijah Martin is just driving the ball forward and you allow him to make some plays um it was it was pretty frustrating i think offensively there aren't too many like huge question marks but if you are at home it felt let me rephrase it felt like orange county was the visiting team and la was the home team that's way really what it felt like how they approached the match it felt like L, uh, orange county is playing for a draw late uh really sitting back not really putting a lot of pressure forward la just rode that momentum um I thought, you know, the, the front lines, the front line was pretty good. Uh, Ronaldo is phenomenal. Another, like he has, he has like a ball magnet in his pocket or something like the ball just finds him and he gets these really weird goals where the ball kind of sticks to him and he's able to kind of like touch it by a keeper. Um, the Chris Weehan goal was phenomenal. Um, it really shows when he's at his peak powers, what he's able to do. Uh, but I think really the the kind of the back end is really letting Orange County down this season. So there's already conversation about uh, sort of the controversial part of this match, but I'm going to want to give Brad, uh, and that, that's on our chats, but Brad, I want to give you a chance, just your thought up until the part that we're about to talk about. Yeah, um, you know, I don't really have too much to add over uh, Alan and Dylan. I feel like they both, you know, were able to put together kind of how I felt about this game too. Um, it felt like towards the end, Orange County wasn't playing for three points. It looked like they were going for the draw um, and then missing up some man assignments and um, some lazy defending let in two goals that probably shouldn't have gone in uh, at the end of each half. Simple and sweet there for Brad, right? Um, let's move on to what I'm calling the controversial section. This is going to take care of two of our C's that we talked about, uh, and that was a concussion with a question mark and uh, celebration. Uh, so I was actually up in the uh, press box during that whole portion of the match. And so basically what plays out, if anyone missed the match is Chris, Weehan got hit in the face uh, pretty hard uh, and the ref called out, I, I don't know, the team doctor or the whoever he called out to the pitch to uh, what looked to be a concussion protocol, you know, make sure he's okay. 
Uh, I am up in the press box for those of you familiar with the stadium. It's overlooking the, um, the sidelines where both teams sit and where the coaches are. So I'm watching what's going on. Uh, I can see coach Braden Cloutier, uh, speaking to the fourth official asking about a sub. Can I sub? This is all before play resumes. And literally I see the fourth official give him the hand sort of like stop, step back. And then Braden walks away. You could tell he was very furious at this point. Um, Lo and behold, we're down a, a man, and within a few minutes, LA Galaxy is scoring. Um, in between all of that, the fourth, like right after play resumes, the fourth official comes up to Richard Chaplow because Braden didn't uh, apparently probably didn't want to speak with her anymore to say you can sub now. So they're trying to get Raymond Dre on the pitch uh, for a sub because who wants to be down a man in a very tight, close battle, especially when LA Galaxy is putting in on a lot of pressure on Orange County at that time. Unfortunately, there was no dead ball. Uh, to allow Raymond Dre to get back on the uh, pitch before LA Galaxy scores. LA Galaxy scores, and uh, this is now the second time this season where the 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 score for LA Galaxy is basically taunting Counterline Coalition, who are the supporters group for Orange County. Uh, but this time they run like past the advertising boards and literally get right in the face of Counterline Coalition. Uh, I was very, very, very uh, shocked that there wasn't some sort of altercation for that. I know there were a lot of. Uh, people in that section that had participated in beer fest and that were all very upset. And even those that didn't participate, there were some that were very upset about it. Uh, and, uh, in, and it was, it was a shock to us in the press box that there was no card issued to any of the LA players for, um, taunting the fans at that moment. Um, it's sort of like those situations where you see when a goal scorer scores, it's an automatic card. If you go rip off your Jersey, or if you go into the stands, um, well, players can't really go into the stands in that situation. Well, I guess they could, but they were, one step away from going to stand. So that's how it all runs down. It, you know, sort of, uh, you know, simple and sweet there. There's a lot more going on there. I will say there were a few unhappy people that I noticed around the, uh, the, the stadium, uh, after that match or after that whole situation, um, from my vantage point, uh, and not just, you know, the fans, there was a lot of unhappy people, uh, that felt, Orange County didn't get a fair share in that because they wanted to make that sub. Uh, and the argument is made. Why do we have a concussion protocol if we're going to penalize the team that's trying to take or, or, or use that, you know, they're not trying to force the player back on with a potential concussion, whatever it ends up being uh, they're trying to let's get that player out. Cause they took a really hard shot to the head. Let's bring someone else in. And the officials are saying, no, wait, hold on. And then waiting till play resumes. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you all your, your, Thoughts on that? I don't want to spend too much time on it. I already spent quite a bit of the time here talking about it. I'm going to start off with you, Dylan. Um, you know, I, I don't know how well it was shown on the stream of what was happening in that whole situation. Uh, but what are your thoughts based on what you saw? And then my sort of uh, firsthand uh, observation of what happened in that whole situation. Yeah. Um, I'll start with, I guess, what happens after the goal which is for the second time, um, you know, most of those kids have found themselves playing in front of a crowd for maybe the first time and they try and rile everyone up. Um, I just want to give a lot of kudos to everyone in the Canada Coalition for probably being very drunk and not doing anything like spitting on players, throwing cans at players. Um, other teams in the league like to have problems with this um, and to not see that, that's great. That being said, I would really like to see the players run over. Like, if you're Patrick Kakovsky and you've just let in that goal, you're pissed because you've done horribly to let that in. Um, 
or like you're Kobe Henry and you've played poorly in this match, or you're Rob Kiernan and you've kind of been invisible in this match, like any number of players on that team that aren't already on a booking should go over there and like yeah, shove a player, like start something to show other players that that's not acceptable because this club loves to pick up cards for doing absolutely nothing. Why not do it and show the supporters that like, Hey, we've got your back. If you've got ours, like we sit there and we sing for 90 minutes, every single match. And I guess I don't get to say that cause I missed this one, but it would be nice to see kind of the players return that one, especially when it really doesn't matter at that point in the game. Um, but to talk about what happens beforehand, Chris Wien gets hurt. I think it's time for us to stop pretending like referees or the league at all care about player safety or players' well-being in any regard. There's no CBA for the second year in a row. Um, I mean, we watched Luis Felipe Fernandez. Every time he seems to get on the pitch, he loves to throw an elbow. Like, you can go headhunting in this league. I mean, look what happened to Jack Metcalf. I think he broke his collarbone as a result of a challenge against Los Dos. Like, you know what? If you want to go in, and like Connor McGregor, another player, you have a pretty good chance of getting away with it. So I feel like at this point, we should probably stop pretending like the league cares about its players and maybe, like, you know, demand more. Look at Dylan coming with the, with the hard-hitting stuff there, man, trying to to sort of argue against what's going on with some of that. Um, I'm going to get to Alan and Brad on their thoughts on all of this that happened, but I do not want to waste time of our guest that we have scheduled to join us tonight. So I'm going to bring our guest on. I believe this is the first time he's joining us on our show on the orange and black soccer cast. So we definitely want to bring him on. I don't know how to introduce him because he is a former player, but he's also new to the roster this season. So maybe we say the newest former uh, player on the team. Let's let's figure out how he prefer it to be done. Uh, let's welcome Ugo Okoli. Ugo, welcome for the first time onto the Orange Black Soccer Cast. How you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for joining. So, how do we uh, present you, you know, uh, as a player from last season who went elsewhere and came back now mid-season? How 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 do we do that and how did that all come about uh, as far as you know? Um, what you call it? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but I'm most definitely familiar with the club, uh, the fans, my teammates. So I don't want to say a new player, but it most definitely feels good to be back. No, definitely. Uh, and, and you got to love, you know, the the perfect weather we have down here. I, nothing against Austin, but I mean, you can't beat Southern California weather, right? Yeah, that humidity hits different out there. I'm not going to lie. But um, I... I, I feel you. I was there. I was there uh, two summers ago, and it was like 100 degrees at night with like 90% humidity. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, I underestimated it. But after a little bit, you get used to it. No big deal. So you're joining an Orange County uh, squad that heading into the season looked pretty stacked as far as goal scorers go. But uh, thanks to uh, you know injuries and, and, and whatnot, it's been a, a a struggle to find some consistency up there. So I'm, I'm sure that's the reason why, you know, Ugo becomes available. You jump, you, you come on out here. Uh, what are you looking to provide to this team? Uh, you know, as it looks like some of the players are maybe starting to come back uh, into health. What are you looking at to provide for orange County and their fans? Um, well, you know, the, the coaching staff here and the ownership here, they know me very well. Uh, they know that I like to, you know, score goals, help the team win, like to hold the ball up. And just want to be, a, you know, just just be an absolute problem for defenses to handle. And um, 
Yeah, Orange County as a as a team, they had a great start to this season, second in the Western Conference or Western Division, and you know that's just something I want to I want to add I want to add to that. I think we have something special here that we could uh, you know work on winning the title in the end. Obviously, it takes game by game, training session by session, but <clears throat> you know these guys know me; they know what I could bring, and I most definitely think I can bring that to the team. So uh, what was it that the coaching staff said to you when this opportunity became available to convince you to, to come back to Orange County this year? What did they present to you as the this key opportunity for you? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say it's kind of been, it's been, we, we've been working on it for a while now. I know they've been reaching out since end of May, early June, but wasn't really a feasible option then. But, uh, you know, some things happened and they really showed that that interest and, you know, that hunger to bring me back in in these last couple of weeks. So it grew into fruition and I'm glad it happened. It really does feel good to be back. Uh, which uh, of your former teammates, now current teammates, were you most excited to to get back in uh, in contact with and, and see at a more daily basis? Uh, I mean, I think everyone knows the relationship me and Darwin Jones have and also with Kevin Alston. But I grew up with Darwin since I was – 12, 13 years old. So it's just something that we've always wanted to play with, you know, play with each other on the team. And it happened last year. And uh, it was just an, it was an amazing experience. You know, I realized that they call him the governor out here. So that's what I call him also. So it's just, it's just great to be back with the governor and Kevin Austin. I've known since 2015, great relationship there. But yeah, like I said, a lot, I know a lot of the guys from last year and, I think this group in the locker room itself is, is special. You know, a lot of good guys, good characters. And I think, you know, you need that to do something special. And, and, and you know, for you, Ugo, you have ties back to like the history of Orange County. You were you were part of OC Blues, uh, the history there. And we've been sort of contemplating or trying to find a way to do this. Like, where are they now? Like, look at some former teams. So we could technically, I guess, pull you out like, you know, OC Blues, Ugo, where is he now? And he's back with Orange County. Um how what's the differences you see from when you were uh, when you were involved with Orange County back when they were the Blues to current day Orange County? Like, what, what how has it changed uh, the, as far as uh, the organization, the fans, and all that? Yeah, from what I remember, it tr- it changed drastically. Um, I mean, I can't say too much back then because I was only here for about a week. It was just a weekend long loan for two games. But um, yeah, I mean, let alone the badge, the colors where we're playing it's it's changed completely and i feel like it's grown into something that not only the entire country and the league respects but an organization that you know is clear about their objectives and they want to push to be the best club in the league so that's something i'm not sure was there at the time but just from my time now you can see that that jump tremendously so you mentioned just a few moments ago, you know, your friendship with uh, Kevin or sorry, Darwin Jones uh, goes back to, you know, youth level uh, I, I'm soccer and whatnot. Was there any other sports that you or uh, DJ uh, were great at? Uh, you guys are pretty athletic, pure athletes there. W- was there another sport that potentially had your interest that uh, you had to choose one or the other? Uh, I guess for me, when I was younger, it was baseball. That was something that I played with my boys and, I found myself, you know, hitting the ball most of the time and playing first base. So that was always fun. But 
No, nah, I think soccer is something that engaged me and Darwin at a very young age. And growing up with someone like him and the rest of our boys, it was something that just being able to play together and have that competitive edge with each other, it pushed us to really try and be great. So it really started at a young age. But um, yeah, if it wasn't soccer, I don't know. I wasn't that great at basketball, even though I love the game. And football was great too, but I could, I was a skinny kid back in the day. I couldn't get hit too much. So, yeah. Um, Hugo, last year you were part of the side that lost the lowest dose pretty late in the year and as a result was knocked out of playoff contention. Um, this year you, you arrive at the end of a pretty difficult run of form uh, for a couple of weeks. And, uh, well, your first match back is yet another loss to Los Dos. So, how do you take last year's knowledge and last year's experience um, and, and guide this team into having a more successful final run-in? Yeah, I mean, the week, the result over the weekend was tough. Obviously, you never want to lose a game, let alone your first one back with the team. But um, I honestly saw some, some good moments in the game that I don't think we really had last year. So with that being said, you know, I'm very optimistic. I'm actually very excited to be part of this group now. And I think we most definitely have some some pieces and like moments in our game that we can really build off of. And I saw glimpses of that over the weekend, even though we didn't get the result. <clears throat> I still think that's something we got to build off of and continue to push forward growing as a team. And yeah, we most definitely have uh, interesting history with Los Dos. You know, they got a lot of good young players who like to run, but we see them one more time. So I'm looking forward to that last meeting. Um, it's a little bit different of a shape than than what you played with with Orange County last year. Um, and, and hopefully that means that you get a few more uh, chances than what you were offered. But uh, about halfway through the season now, and last year, I mean, a pretty good goal tally. Um, what is... What's your personal goal? I mean, scoring and, and assisting, what are you trying to get out of the second half of the season? Oh uh, yeah, you know, as a striker, you always have that number, that target you're trying to hit, but me, I like to keep it to myself. So I'm sorry if I don't tell you guys here, but most definitely have, uh, you know, some targets that I'm looking to achieve. But at the same time, it's a team game. You know, I'm here to bring what I can to the team, which is score goals, but also, bring whatever the team needs and what my coach needs. And I know, I know as a group, we got to be able to defend as much as we want to attack. So whatever is needed for the team, I'm going to do my best to do. But at the same time, I do know I can bring that special, a special flair going forward. And, you know, at this point in my career, I'm just wanting to do that at a consistent level, consistent basis. So keep watching. You guys will see some greatness. So you got a chance to travel to play uh, in uh, Europe, Sweden, Norway, and Salzburg, um, and on teams that I will not even pretend to try and pronounce. Uh, how how was that experience, and how long did it take you to learn how to pronounce the team from Salzburg? Uh, the team from Salzburg, uh, FC Pinskau Salfelden. It took a couple goes, not going to lie. Um, but, you know, once you're there... You start speaking German a little bit, it's a lot easier to pronounce. But um, yeah, that European stint I had, it was something that I'm very grateful for to being able to experience playing professionally over in Europe. 
scoring a few European goals. That's something I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. And I'm glad I was able to do it. Um, obviously, when I was there, I wanted to con I wanted to start there and work my way up into one of, you know, a more prominent league. But it wasn't really, didn't really break for me at the time. And, you know, just being out there, it's a lot to take in. But at the same time, it was, it was a challenge that I was most definitely ready for. And I thought I went at it in a very strong way and a good mindset with that comes with a lot of experience that you bring back with you. Right. So <clears throat> being over there was part of the dream come true and coming back to the States. I want to be able to implement what I learned, you know, implement the, the different type of environment that you're in when you're training every single day, playing in games, traveling, seeing the guys at the next level, how they do it as well. So it was a really good experience for me. And like I said, coming back to the States, home, uh, you know, just very familiar and understand the way the game's played here. I just want to be able to bring my game and show everyone, you know, what I could do, but also what I learned throughout the years. So this Orange County team is is a pretty different squad than the last time you were here. Who surprised you the most uh, when you've come back and, and see them perform either on the pitch or in training? Um, someone who surprised me the most, I don't want to say surprising because I knew, we all know like the, the quality we have here and with hard work, it always gets raised to the next level. But Brian Oloski, I really think he's been sharp this year. Um, he has a few goals and assists to his name already, but last year you most definitely could see the, the quality he brings, especially on the ball and going forward. And I feel like this year he's just bringing it up to a whole nother level. So I think it's been really good from him. I actually, I actually have a nickname for him. I call him Chopster because he's always chopping defenders in training and in games. All right. Uh, Ugo, um, I guess since Alan stole my question, as he always does, Mr. Ol Reliable, um, I'm just going to ask a simple one. So you've brought him up a bunch of times, uh, you and Darwin Jones. Um, friendly little competition. Who scores more goals the rest of the year between the two of you? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if we have to put cash on the table, I always have to bet on myself, right? But with that being said, I know Darwin is a very special player, very explosive and he's shown he can score a lot of goals also. So I think it's safe to say if we could, you know, put it together, going at each other 1v1 at the end of the year, see how many we have. But I'm sure that's only going to help the team and help us score even more goals. So let's do it. Definitely. I, I, I'm all for that. You know, put that little competition together, get some goals in the back of the net. Um, we just have a couple of fun questions we want to ask you, and then we'll let you go on your way. Uh, we do this with all of our guests. Uh, one of my key uh, or fun questions I like to ask is because I'm a huge music fan. Uh, is there like a particular artist or song that you like to use to pump yourself up before the match? Um, or if you get control of that, that uh, Bluetooth in the locker room, what, what are you putting on the, what do you, what, what music are you playing? Uh, usually some hip hop or some rock, not too short. It kind of depends how I'm feeling on the day, even before, you know, when I'm showering and listening to music, getting ready to head out, I'll listen to some like, you know, calmer music just to like, you know, the calm before the storm type of thing, but you can't go wrong with some Lil Wayne, a Lil Wayne playlist with me will always get the job done. 
I was going to say, like, if you went and opened up Spotify right now and did like the whatever the curated playlist that it creates for you, what song is the first song that's going to pop up? You think it would be a Lil Wayne one? Absolutely. Either Lil Wayne, maybe some Lil Baby who's pretty good nowadays or some Drake, something like that. But don't put it past me playing some Daft Punk or either some Kanye. You know, I'm very uh, flexible when it comes to music. There we go. Hopefully Kanye drops that new album. I mean, that's been, we've been waiting for that for like ever now, it seems. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. We have a listener that that threw a question on in the chats. Uh, his question is from Andy, who's a super fan of the show. So what's the, what is the locker room's beer of choice and why is it Modelo Tallboys? <laughs> um, I mean, you can't go wrong with Modelo, right? I feel like that's just a unsaid rule right there. So yeah, and I know the boys, we know how to get after it, especially after a good result. So tall boys, yeah, keep them coming. We can handle it. <laughs> Modelo is a great, solid option. That Corona, you know, nowadays, guys like seltzers, so you can bring some White Claws in there. But after a few more dubs, I'm sure we'll we'll just add to that list. Yeah, you got you to get those dubs and then start celebrating with that. Um, I don't know if Brad or Alan have a fun type question before I get to Dylan. Um, he he always has one question that he's asked every single guest that we've had from the team. Um, I, I know Brad comes up with some fun ones those from time to time, so I'm going to let him have an opportunity really quick. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to ask a fun one. I'm going to ask the question that uh, Ray forgot to ask this week. Uh, do you have any local shout-outs for businesses in Orange County? I know you just came back into town, but you've been wow. here before. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, there's this... I don't know the exact name right now. It's I tried to think about it yesterday too, and it just didn't pop up to mind. But it's an eatery place, right? Pretty close to Great Park. Um, it's next, I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could get the name. That small business is gonna kill me next time I walk in there. Well, but, no. What we'll do is is next when you remember it, make sure you let us know. You can reach out through the club or reach out to one of us directly, and we will give them a shot out as like a Ugo recommended spot to, to go uh, and, and get a bite to eat. Um, or if you remember yeah. it before we wrap this up, feel free to just blurt it out. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine with that. Um, before I'm I go to Dylan really quick, you know, because it's great food, amazing coffee, good matchas. It has it all. Perfect. Uh, before we get to Dylan's famous question, I want to ask one last thing um, for any uh, in, uh, aspiring uh, goal scorer in soccer. What are your like? What's your uh, advice to them to improve? Like I'm talking about, you know, young ones. You know, even kids that are like six, seven, eight years old. What do you tell them to keep their 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 path going to greatness? Well, for me, I think one thing you gotta. One thing that's important is you have to have a favorite player that scores goals, and it could be anyone. For me, my entire life has been Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And just how he scores goals, how he plays the game, I try to emulate my game exactly like that. Obviously, I'm not 6'5", 250, with the amazing first touch. Well, I'm, I got an amazing first touch. Maybe not like Zlatan. <laughs> but, you know, seeing how he played the game, it kind of made me – it kind of put it in my mind on how I want to play the game, score goals, and especially the mindset doing it. But also, you got to have – love and passion for the game I wanted to improve. There's only a handful of guys who were just destined and born to score goals like Messi, Cristiano, Zlatan, right? Everyone else has to work hard and start from somewhere. 
So don't ever get discouraged whether the goals aren't coming. Either they are or aren't coming, don't ever get discouraged. Just remember, you know, your dream of wanting to score goals at your highest, at the highest level possible and keep working towards it. And I'm, I'm still doing it to this day. Perfect. We'll throw it over to you, Dylan. Um, hopefully you can remember this one, but what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Favorite vegetable? Uh, I guess there, there's a tie there, but I do got to Is our peppers considered a vegetable, right? Or is that a fruit? A seeds on the inside. So I think yeah. that's technically a fruit. A fruit. Okay. But they sell <laughs> oh it God. like with all the vegetables. So I mean, they do. They try and get you there. But yeah, it is a fruit. It has seeds. Um, we'll allow it because Thomas uh, Univoldson came on and he said avocado, which is technically also a fruit, but thought oh, yeah, of it as a vegetable when you're cooking. So it's allowed. It's allowed. Okay, cool. But I'll yeah, I, mean, I like peppers because you can grill it. You could add some spices to it. You could. And you could throw it with anything. Like, I love to cook. I'm not a master chef like Darwin Jones, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to get there. But, yeah, I'll throw peppers in there with everything. I love the color. I like the red peppers, green peppers, orange, yellow, like all of it. So I'd say that's my most used favorite best year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> perfect perfect and really quick um andy who's our super fan or uh listener he's throwing out a couple just guesses at what your favorite place may be he's wondering if it's maybe seven leaves or black dot um or who knows it could be uh brent richard's uh favorite place patch coffee um but <laughs> uka will figure it out he's gonna let us know he's gonna uh, make sure you take us a, uh, a photo of the place and send it you know tag us or send it to us and we'll make sure everyone knows about it so they can go um, support great local businesses in and around Orange County. Uh, Ugo, last uh, message for the fans before we let you go. Um, For the fans, I just want to say thanks for all the support last year and even welcome me back this year. Um, I do think we have something special here, so continue to you know cheer us on on the good and bad days. And once again, just thanks for all the love and support you've shown me. It just gets me very excited and even more motivated to be the best I can for you all. So thank you. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the newest returning member of the Orange County Soccer Club, uh, Ugo Coley. We're looking forward to many goals from you this uh, the remainder of this season. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us, and best of luck uh, this upcoming weekend against uh, you know the, the, the much-hated Phoenix Rising FC. Make sure you go uh, you know maybe talk about butterflies while you're out there. Uh, that's Ugo. Um, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me, guys, and until next time, see you later. Awesome. Whoo, that was, that was fun. I, you know, uh, it, it, I always say this, it's fun when we have players on, but it's fun to learn about the players on this roster, not just their soccer past, but uh, you know, what else, you know, other things that they enjoy and love, which is why we like asking some of those fun questions. I, I want to get back though, because Ugo jumped on while we were talking about the ending of that LA match. And I didn't give Brad or Allen a chance to share their thoughts on it. I'll go to Allen first, your thoughts on the end or that controversial portion of the match against Los Dos. I mean, I have to agree with Dylan that player safety does not seem to be a high priority. Um, the The foul on Jack Metcalf was pretty brutal. Uh, not trying to play the ball, goes through his back, breaks his clavicle, has to go. Uh, he's does surgery to repair it. And I asked uh, someone from the loyal front office if they're going to pursue further uh, discipline and the response was 
So for the podcast listeners, it was a shrug shoulders. Um, I, I think that the, the concussion protocol just needs to be cleaned up. Um, that allow, that allow instantaneous substitutions and not having to wait for the next stoppage to alleviate any kind of confusion where if a player has a concussion, you immediately substitute. Like you tell the coach, your player has a, a concussion. Uh, we're going to sub. I mean, you can always put minutes on at the end of the end of the game. Like there doesn't need to be a rush to get the game started again. Um, because at, at that point, it should be about what's best for the player and making sure that the player is safe and taken care of. And and if there's any doubt, you err on the side of caution. Um, with the taunting of the uh, supporter section, uh, I'm a little bit less upset with that. I think you give shtick during the game. You should expect some some back from players as long as it's you know a respectful. Um, there's not nothing physical about it. Uh, if you're going to shout obscenities at players and and flip them off and do all sorts of shenanigans and taunt them, I, I think it's only fair that they showed their play on the feet on the pitch. Uh, this happened against Sacramento um, down here in San Diego, and I don't really necessarily have a problem with it yet. It riles me up, but ultimately, if we wanted to keep them quiet, we keep them from scoring goals. Um, so I, I'm a so, little bit so less. Alan, you go you go out on the pitch and you stop them from scoring goals. Uh, I mean, I would. I, I mean, I would. Um, he he I, brings I, I his drum it. and he throws it in I the way it. or something. He just stands <laughs> at the back post. You know, I want yeah. Michael Seaton betting Alan and I a hundred bucks that that no one's no going to one. score at the back post. And you know what? Yeah. He was right no because neither of us got a hundred bucks. I'm. A, I mean, I'm a little bit less pissed off about like if you're willing to give it, you should be willing to get it. Um, kind of deal. Um, I am not a fan of low dose at all uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and I, I do think that they play and on the side of uh, a little bit of recklessness. Um, so I would like to see a little bit more, um, more done to make sure players are protected when they step on the pitch. Um, we've seen this un- under COVID. We see this with injuries. Um, at some point we need to start thinking about player safety before Hey, we should start the game up again because you know our advertisers, whatever, want to do whatever. I, it's streamed on ESPN Plus. There's no like schedule to look after. So, really, adding five minutes at the end of the match is not that big of a deal. Brad, I'll give it to you, but I'm going to ask you to try and keep it simple and sweet. I know you've done that already for a couple times because I do want to spend a little bit of time to talk about Phoenix. So we may go slightly longer than normal uh, because of that. Yeah, so I'll do my best. Uh, so. The broadcasters did mention repeatedly that uh, during that moment that, you know, Chris Weehan was uh, being looked at for concussion, uh, kind of explained the rules, how the team would be allowed an extra substitution. Um, And since this is a new rule, I'm going to try to give the benefit of the doubt to the referees in this case, because for me, they did care about player safety when they call the team doctor in pretty much as soon as Chris Weehan is being looked at on the field. Um, The team doctor comes in, takes a look, obviously concussion like symptoms game is stopped. um, You know, and somewhere I guess there was confusion of, do we continue the game or not? Um, I guess that's something because this is my first time actually seeing this happen in a game to where the game gets stopped during, due to a concussion. Uh, So maybe this is one of the first times that it happens to this referee. uh, And as a result, they're not 
giving that substitution immediately. Um, unfortunately, it leads to a goal. Um, and in the celebration afterwards, I agree with Alan here. You know, you you get if if you can't give, if you can't get, blah blah blah, something something, um, something like that. One of those. One of those exactly, phrases. I'm tired. It's been a long day. If you can give it, you can take it. Thank you. Dylan always corrects because I always used to butcher these sayings. I don't do it anymore because it's now Brad that does it. You definitely didn't say shot out five minutes ago. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So anyway, we play Phoenix on Saturday. Uh, It's Phoenix away. And for anyone that didn't pay attention, Aiden Quinn is uh, playing in Phoenix. And Aiden Quinn scored over the weekend. He was the media's pick for man of the match in their uh, match. Well, that's good because he he, he got rid of his goal scoring, so he won't be able to score against us this week, hopefully. We should should hope that. Aiden Quinn has scored in two straight matches. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, because I believe he scored the game winner against Oakland. Sorry, three straight matches. Okay, so yeah, um, it's gonna wait, be. Hold really on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dylan. We got to make sure it's not. We're not adding a fourth to that, right, Alan? No, the fourth was against San Diego, and that was definitely James Musa. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, it's gonna be hot in Phoenix, and we are coming off of a poor result. Um, it's unclear how fit Kevin Olson is. It's unclear how fit Brent Richards is. Pretty sure it's clear that Nathan Smith is not gonna make this match unless he miraculously recovers from some unknown injury that he suffered recently. Um, so we go and we try not to, oh, Eero as two, yeah. Um, so we go and we try not to concede in the seventh minute like we did two years ago and we we see what happens. Um, Alan, your thoughts? I mean, there are some positive things here, um, although Phoenix Rising is still undefeated at home. Um, Orange County right now is uh, one of the best away teams in the Pacific Division. Um, they play significantly better on the road than they do at home, apparently. Uh, five wins, one draw, three losses, and a plus seven goal differential on the road. Um, so it'll be a tough match because Phoenix is tough at home, um, only allowing five goals. Uh but I think this is going to be an opportunity for that back line to really come together and, and try to put uh, something magical together. Um, I, I think, um, you know, you look for moments of the course of the season that really kind of put you back on track again. Um, and uh, this might be a good opportunity. Um, Orange County does tend to play Phoenix well, but usually at home. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this, I mean, this could go sideways real fast, uh, but I think if Orange County uh, can discover rediscover that defensive form that they've had in the past, um, I think they could do uh, a decent job against Phoenix on the road. Um, Brad, Chad just hinted that there's going to be a new player signing sometime between today and um, Saturday, probably with the player featuring on Saturday. So do you want that to be... Uh, someone at the top of the formation, or do you want that to be someone at the back? I'd like to see that someone in the midfield, personally. Uh, I think that's where we need a little bit more help right now. Um, but talking more about this uh, match against Phoenix, you know, they have a goal differential of 25. Um, they will hurt you in every way, shape, and form. 
Um, you know, Solomon Asante and Santi Moore both have eight goals this season. I could just go down a list and there's big names from that team that scare me, you know, that we could just talk about how a Phoenix B team could be competitive against most teams in this league. Uh, they are a deep team and they're a very good team. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, I guess this weekend, um, maybe you can get a result out of it. Orange County does play very well on the road. But Phoenix has consistently been the top team in the Western Division for a reason. Uh, they're really good at home. And I cannot, I don't know what to expect for this uh, weekend's game, really. Well, I don't want to take any words out of Ray's mouth, but um, Ray got a hint over the weekend. And Ray's pretty certain that he knows who it is, which means this player is going from a team that wears orange to a team that wears orange. Uh, so hopefully he feels right at home uh come I, I, i'm gonna say this right now i do not know anything I, I i got a slight hint and me and uh, a couple other guys were trying to figure it out but other than the slight hint we couldn't get a an answer as to yes or no so we're at, at as big as a guess but um you know just looking look through some decent players that are available maybe you'll figure you, it out dylan you gotta give them a good you gotta give them a good uh i i believe that your guess is correct, but you got to give them a good hint, like the way that you did. We won't get well. You gave a hint. Good job. You can look towards a, a country that we have a club that's partnered in, but said player did not come from said club. American born. <laughs> I'm just confused. I'm just confused, man. <laughs> this this um, player is coming from Scotland. Is our is our best maybe, guess? Maybe we don't know. We don't. We honestly don't know. Um, we might have some midfield superpowers. <laughs> Dylan, you're funny, man. Hey, do not know. We honestly, I, I and I'm being 100 percent honest. We don't know though. So, um, I was never given any names. I was just given hints that there's going to be a signing and potential uh, clues, but I couldn't decipher the clues that well. We were trying to do it. Who knows? Um, Sorry, if but Chad yeah. gets in trouble for this one. But uh, remind me not to uh, be in a puzzle room with uh, Ray Samora because I will not get out. Dylan and Alan have done it. Dylan and Alan have done it. I'm actually pretty good at puzzles. <laughs> and yet you cannot figure this one out. No, we got a ton of help from the person when we did an escape room. Um, yeah. Huh? Yeah. She was from like uh, Poland or something <laughs> like that too. Yeah. Um, Ray, a quick question for you. One last one about this match. Do you trust Kobe Henry in the middle against uh, a front line of Santi Moore, Solomon Asante and I don't think it's going to be Rufat Dadashov up top because I believe he might be getting a contract elsewhere. Things are unclear what's going on in the desert. Um, but does Michael Roscoe slide back to his natural position? Or do you I let the kid play out there in the shop window and hope for the best? So I sort of have to trust at this point, right? Because I'm thinking he's probably going to play because of the injury issues that we have. I know you have um, Kevin Alston and Brent Richards that could potentially play on the wings, but I don't know. I, I'm from what we're seeing the way Kevin's being um, played this season, he might not be fit enough to play a full match, which means then you're having to look at that. I don't think we've recalled Blake Malone from Omaha to jump in there and, and play. And I don't think we have really any other options to fill in back there. Uh, so I'm going to have to trust it because I think he's going to at least be in there. If not for mo the whole match, at least some of the match, uh, so I'm going to have to trust that. Um, and hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we can play Richards and Alston on the outside portions and have a Roscoe and Kiernan 
uh, in the center back positions, but I, I don't know if we can have all four of those players play a full 90 minutes. So uh, the only thought I can think is we're going to have to have Kobe Henry back there at some point for at least part of the match, if not playing the whole match. Cause this, the center back position, you can sort of get away with playing a whole match more than the, the wing backs or the outside backs that orange County uh, throws up the pitch a lot. Fair enough. Maybe we'll even see three of the back. Well, if we're getting wild and wacky with it, Ooh, let's do it. Possible. Let's go crazy. I, 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 don't reached, I don't know if I've reached the point now, like I did uh, last season where I was like saying, we need to do some formation changes. We need to just throw everything out, you know, and, and just go crazy and fix things up and do like my esports tactics where I did like nine up top and two in the back or one in the back and a goalie. Yeah, so, FIFA break and stuff. Um, we've broken the hour mark, actually the hour and one minute mark. So let's do yes. some quick score predictions. Uh, Brad, I, love it. I love it that Dylan's taken over the, the, my job. I love it. Go for it, Dylan. Keep going. Yeah, Brad, uh, your score predictions. Um, every well, time going I've... out of order, though. Going out of order. Go, Brad. Go Thank Brad. you. Sorry. Thank you for interrupting me. Um, would you like to go first, Ray? No, I just okay. Right, it's, it's, okay, I just figured you to... might want to. All right. Anyways, uh, every time that I've predicted three goals for Orange County, the inverse happens of the score. Um, so I'm gonna go with a DJ Ray esque prediction here and say Orange County one, Phoenix three. Uh, well, I'm gonna go first, Alan, because I think I know what yours is, and we always guess the same thing. I'm gonna guess, and I think for the first time, an Orange County loss. Uh, 2-0, Phoenix. Alan? Brad threw it right back, and that's what actually what I was going to choose, what he picked, so it's it's only fair. Um, what goes oof. around comes around. Um, they have like 82,000 goals at home um, and only given up five. Let's see. Let's do some math. Um, I'm going to do three and a half to one. Not sure that's possible, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, It's the desert. So right. Four to one. No, no, no. We'll give him three and a half to one because then he can't get a point for, or he can't get three points for that three and a half score line. Don't try to run it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. S'more, your uh, score prediction. Are you ready? Are you ready, Dylan? You ready for this? I'm pretty sure I am. All right. It's going to be one zero orange County. And right, by the well, way, I want to mention, we didn't give an update on our scores because last week uh, there was someone that got some points. Someone got three points, and that was Allen because he predicted 2-0 um, scoreline, Orange County 2, LA nil. So he got the three <laughs> points for correct for correctly picking Orange County's scoreline. And by the way, Brad, I, I think I need to deduct points because you changed the, your your official score. You didn't okay. I told Brad he could make a quick argument. I'm gonna give you like 30 seconds to make your argument and we'll let the guys know. It doesn't matter, so who cares? We're not even gonna do it. Um, Dylan, keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, um what the heck just happened? is a lot more of a um familiar looking team than it has in the past. Uh of course Aiden Quinn is out there. Andre Rawls, uh once again on loan from the Rapids. I'm trying to think of anyone else that might be familiar. Eh, maybe not. There's probably someone in there at some point. Nothing from the quick things I've looked. Um, so, yeah, well, it's going to be a fun one out in the desert. We'll see you on ESPN. Uh, anyone traveling out there, be safe um, and have a good time. And don't forget to drink a lot of water and not just $3 kilt lifters. Is that it? Is that the whole show? It's the 64th minute. 
And I guess all four of us should be subbed off. I, I, I thought you, you, yeah, you had this, right, Dylan? This yeah, is your, yeah. This is your uh, what, if, what if the episode just ended there? Like, yeah, I kind of like the idea off of that. And then... Screen goes black, and that's the end of the show.